0: What up, podcast listeners? It's Sean. I wanted to jump in here real fast and thank everybody that's followed or shared the past couple episodes. It really motivates me and the guys to keep sharing our weekly shenanigans, and we hope you all keep joining us for them. Until next time, enjoy the episode. Okay, so the recap from last time. Your characters made their way up through this burnt villa of Charles Ein, I believe is how it was pronounced, yes. And you guys worked your way through his master chamber. You found a secret way up here through the, the pantry. One of you guys did. Uh, two of you may have. And now you are kind of in a room between dimensions. Where if you recall last week, we were talking about how the walls... It's kind of like a no way home thing. Where it's like everything's rippling apart. And you can see different versions of yourself through the cracks in the walls. So um, here's the little thing I've got here. Charles and Tabitha began to unfold into the fabric of reality as the villa's walls dissolved into space matter. Standing firmly on the crumbling floor of the villa is Tugnot, an eight-foot-tall pig-like beast from another dimension. It snorts angrily and stomps towards the party, then readies to attack. So, jumping right into it today, we are going right into combat. Uh, I think, yeah, we got turn order already figured out here. So, uh... Just as an FYI for the recording, as of right now, Scram is not here, so we're gonna skip him on turn order. Uh, so that just saves me editing time. So we're gonna start at the top of turn order. Harold, it is your turn. At the moment you are looking at this thing, it's probably like, it's way taller than you are. Like, it's towering over you and it's pissed. And you've got the jump on it right now. Okay.
1: Then um, I would like to first that's my bonus action. Cast huntress Mark.
0: Of course, I should have known.
1: Okay. Yep. And then I would like to then, Uh, I believe I have my longbow equipped.
0: I should note for everyone, um, if you weren't before, you can note you had a long rest at some point before this encounter just so you can all be fully stacked up for this.
1: I was fully ready to go into this just like bare buck naked, you know?
0: Oh, <laughs> I see what you mean. Sure, sure. Okay, so you're doing a hunter's mark on him?
1: Yes. Uh, Are we... So you said long grass. is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Hold up, let me... Confirm.
0: It's slots back. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Because before the recording, I told at least one of these guys that I built this encounter thinking you were all level 7, and then I wanted it to be at least one or two levels above that. And then I raised you guys to level 6. So it's... It's a uh, little bit. Fine. A little bit. Okay.
1: Uh. Well. Hunt mark, and then I am going to knock two arrows, and I'm gonna aim them for his head.
0: Okay. All right. Give me your attack rolls.
1: Hey. Okay.
0: And what kind of uh damage does your does it note any sort of damage for your arrows?
1: Like for... what piercing? kind they do? Is it piercing? Yeah, piercing. Yeah. Okay. Um. Eighteen and
0: twenty-seven. All right. Give me just a second to get to him. One of them is going to hit. Oh.
1: 18, the 27 doesn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, perfect, perfect.
1: Uh so 15 damage. And then for my movement, I'm going to back away a little bit cuz I only saw one arrow hit.
0: Give me a um give me a perception roll for me as you're backing up. Uh you may perception. You may have just very quickly discovered one of his weaknesses here. Thirteen. Thirteen. Alright, not enough to fully get it, but whenever you shoot these arrows at Tugnot, his armor, again, everything on him, I said last week, you've never seen anything on him before. Like, even the leather that he's wearing, like, you can tell, like, oh, that's leather. But it's not like any leather you've ever seen. It's different colors, different texture, it all looks weird. Because, again, he's from a different dimension. So as you're backing up and you shoot these two arrows, one of them like just kind of whizzes over his shoulder as he ducks over it. But the other one very easily stabs into his armor and you don't deal 15 damage, you deal 30 damage to him. So you can note that in your brain. And right now, just again, since everyone has heard that, Harold is the only one at the moment that has this figured out. And- It's a good thing
2: I already deal piercing damage.
0: (laughs) Oh, great. I'll, I'll note his damage vulnerabilities. I did not take time to look through all of your guys' damage, so I just plugged in some damage types and rolled with it. So we'll see how this goes. All right, moving on. We have got Tugnot. So Tugnot is going to just react. You can see that the gauntlet on his hand is just kind of sizzling a little bit, but he's not reacting to it. He just closes the gauntlet, and he is just going to take his movement, just step towards Desarup, and try and just punch you. Uh, what is your AC? 16. 16. All right. He hits. Um, let me get some damage here. Where's my dice? I think that. Wait, is. what's your AC, Austin? 16. 16. Yeah. Now I have a uh, shield okay. equipped. Yeah. All right. So he is going to be dealing. Oh, shit. Uh, he is going to slam you for 13 bludgeoning damage. Wait. <laughs> That's. Huh?
1: Dang. Sorry. No. Good. I'm just. Yeah to myself
0: yeah um and as he does this he is just rage in his eyes and he's talking he's talking in a very casual way like he's speaking to you but the words he's saying are like if if somebody spoke another language but it was like translated to english so it doesn't make any sense the words he's using even though he's using the right words um so it's like he's talking but you can't understand him and then as you're trying to understand him a fist comes in and just hits you against the side, and knocks you back against the table. And it hurts. Like, this fist is, it is a thick punch from that. And then, for his secondary action, he has a multi-attack. So, Tugnot is going to spin around with his second arm and his second fist, and he's just gonna send one into Clem. So, Clem, Tugnot is swinging down onto you, which is probably horrifying, considering you're basically half of his height. Um and he's swinging down to punch you right now What's your AC? 15. Oh, you are good. All right Spencer as Tugnot comes to swing his fist down against you You are able to quickly get out of the way in time And whenever he slams his fist into the ground It's like the tiles just crumble away and they fall and there's just a void under the floor So it's like you look and you can see like, maybe like a a tiny half inch of a tile, and then it's just endless void. Like the end in (laughs) Minecraft, basically. Um, And that's right underneath your feet, and you can see that through Tugnaut. And Tugnaut very quickly just grunts heavily, and then just turns and looks at you with his big red bloody eyes. And that is gonna be Tugnaut's turn, and it is now your turn. How would you like to react to this turn.
2: frickin' focused on me.
0: Yeah, he is.
2: Okay, um...
0: And I'll reveal I'm info gonna... about him as the fight goes on.
2: Okay, I guess I'll just... Uh, hit him with both my weapons.
0: Sure, sure. And which ones are those, uh, so I know?
2: The dagger of the juggernaut and the short sword.
0: Oh, I like it. Okay, Yeah. Give me your rolls, if you will.
2: Uh dagger that's a nah. what <laughs> great uh, short sword is a
0: 24 all right short sword is going to hit so whenever you try to swing your dagger tug not just catches it in his hand and he just starts to squeeze your like your wrist in his hand and you can hear like bones start cracking and the dagger just like falls out of your hand onto the floor and for a moment you almost think that you're going to lose this hand and then very quickly you come swinging down with the short sword onto his wrist and just slice into it. And give me the damage on that for me. Very good timing on that, Spencer. Oh, one followed up by a 24. <laughs> 10 damage?
2: A
1: 10.
0: All right, and then what is the damage type on that? Does it specify?
1: That is, short sword is piercing, I believe. Piercing?
0: Oh, shit. I have made mistakes in my life. <laughs> Alright, so you come swinging down with the short sword And again, we'll say that even though it's not on the drawing We'll say he has some sort of like thin leather armoring around his arms And your short sword just clean rips right through it And he lets out this horrifying grunt as he stumbles backwards As you deal 20 piercing damage to him by running your blade up his arm And he just stumbles back, probably a good 5 or 6, well, probably like 10 feet we'll say uh, Away from you, trying to react to that Okay. Yeah, All right. Good. And then moving on, Tesserup, you have just gotten clapped by Daddy Tugnot here. What would you like to do? Your ears are probably ringing a little bit from that.
2: To begin with, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. would like to cast Divine Favor as my bonus action, oh. which just adds a one d four of uh, radiance damage. Oh, gotcha. Until I lose concentration of it. Oh, sure. Or okay. For up to a minute. Yeah. Copy. Gets that. And I'm just going to run up to Tugnaut and attack with my Battle Axe.
0: Alright, I need your Attack Rolls for that Battle Axe both times if you will. 15. Okay. And 19. Alright. So, you go in to swing your Battle Axe. The first time, he just kind of blocks it with his gauntlet as you swing towards his legs. And then the second time you swing at him, and again, he just, like, knocks it away from you. And then looks down, and again, he tries to talk to you. But whatever he's saying just is not making sense. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I'm gonna say this, and it's not supposed to make sense in the context he's saying it, but this is made by an AI. All opinions expressed on this blog are my own. He shouts at you from above (laughs) as he swats away (laughs) your battle axe. I am not a paid reviewer and therefore will not receive any compensation if a book is sold. <laughs> and you're all like, what the fuck is, what are you saying? Um, and that's what he says to you at this moment. But both of your attacks in this instant are blocked by him.
1: Oh, he's going to be surprised by those words because there are phrases he's never heard before. Of course. It sounds like <laughs> yeah. a wild animal, like screaming, yes. yelling. So he's going to back up what even farther away. And he's gonna knock two more arrows
0: <laughs> okay sure hey give me your rolls please okay
1: uh so a natural oh, 20.
0: Shit. yeah and then
1: a 22.
0: all right both of these arrows are going to be hitting so give me your so name. i'm gonna roll 2d8 right now
1: yeah is it um, one of for those... the first one
0: i'm gonna let you do all the math because isn't your nat 20 like auto doubled or something like that You're all it does but since i hit for a second time it
1: doesn't count it towards oh, okay copy i have to D8 right now.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Nice. So two D8. Heaven.
1: So 11. So 16 plus nine. So 25 plus Hunter's Mark. So 20, 27.
0: Uh, total.
1: <laughs> no, that's the that's p- 27 piercing damage. Total, yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: So that's total before we double. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you deal like, uh, like 50 what, like 54 damage or something like that. Correct. Yeah. All right. You deal a massive amount of damage to Tugnot to the point where, like, whenever he blocks that that battle axe that Desroo tries to swing at him, you just nail an arrow into his left eye, and like he brings up his ungauntlet arm, the one that doesn't have a gauntlet, and he just starts like caressing his eye, and he just. He screams out, due to work commitments, I've been unable to write so much recently, but now that I've got a couple of hours, and then just stumbles back. And he, when he falls against this like, you know, dimensional glass mirror that we had described last time, it cracks and he like falls into it and like it shatters from his weight and he like stumbles back. And on the other side of like this weird crackling wall, there's like a strange void that looks similar to where you guys are now and he's just kind of laying on the crown, trying, caressing his eye, screaming out. Okay, wow. and then Tugnot is going to spend his turn here. He is driven by rage, so he is going to quickly get up. So let me roll for him to get up here. Six, fantastic. He does not get All up. All right, <laughs> Tugnot tries to get up, but he is just unable to. Um, however, something catches his attention on the other side of this glass that you guys can't quite see into. And I'll probably have Deserup give me a roll of perception here. And if you want to roll now, that's good. Um, but you kind of walk forward, like, weapon raised at Tugnot as he's kind of laying on the ground, reacting for being shot in the eye. Um, and he just says, This tells me that the Lord is trying to let me know I'm looking for the wrong source for my wisdom. Uh, but you hear, like, a wet flop in the background, from beyond Tugnot, And then again, you hear another <sniffs> a second later. And then another <sniffs> a second later. And- What, can- is there an octopus coming for us now? <laughs> Your perception is a 23? Yeah. From the other side of this glass, let me get this fuck tile set up. Uh, you see an amphibious creature, not like something you've seen before. Um, but it kind of comes towards you, and it's got a very, very, very long tongue hanging out of its mouth. Uh, and before you, it it kind of, like, mumbles words towards you as it walks out. And then it just ribbit. And it just sits on the ground and looks up at you. And Tugnot is actually going to try and attack the, whatever this thing is. Um, and cause again, it's the closest thing towards him. So he is going to try and swing his monstrous fist at this thing. So let me roll for tug, Tugnot tug, gets a five, even with his bonus. It's not going to be enough. Spencer, what is your passive? Um, what's your AC? Uh, 15. All right. Thank you. Yeah. So he's not going to be able to hit. Um, all right. So whenever tug, tries to swing his fist at this thing, it just ribbit and launches itself up into the air over his attack and then it lands on the ground next to you, Deserub. Looks at you and says, I've got this. And then it just, like, shoots out its tongue towards Tugnot, And he's attacking. Uh, that's not going to be enough to hit Tugnot, unfortunately. But he does rip off a small portion of Tugnot's armor. And just, like, throws the metal off to the side on the ground. And then it very awkwardly, like, turns its head and looks up at you, Deserub. And then uh, for Tugnot, the rest of his turn, he he's attacked. He's just going to spend his movement just getting up. So next turn, Tugnot is fully standing, and he's ready to charge back at you guys. Um, but now you've got this weird fucking thing. <laughs> now you got this weird frog man <laughs> on the battlefield. All right, just so you guys have an idea, uh, since the the listeners can't actually see this creature that I've been describing, at the moment, this—and this, this actually—I just opened up stamps or Small's question— Um, and to answer the ideas, if anybody is questioning, the frog looks like Clem if you took a purple tiefling and you turned it into a frogman, because this frogman, he is Omen 941 Clem, is the, is the shorthand that I use on the back end, but he's actually frogman Clem is what he is, and he is from a dimension that is called Frog Realm, and he's the only survivor, so you guys, if you guys want his backstory, you'll... have to talk to him um but that's yes to answer questions he is literally clem from another reality he's a variant of clem in marvel terms but wait yeah is that That kind of fucked no 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 remember this this whole room kind of yeah i'll remember yeah a good point no this room (laughs) fell out of time and space last time after after you scram decided you wanted to use your eldritch fire to ignite charles which then led to the house lighting on fire which triggered the paradox of the house burning which then set everything in motion to where you are right now yeah. i have no idea which what you're then talking weakened about. the dimensional barriers which allowed these variants of your characters i'm to
3: blaming clem which version the frog one looks pretty sus.
0: <laughs> Omen nine four one Clem is Yo, the sus? Who the
3: one? fuck has nine four one in their name? Only idiots have no. No no, he's his his there.
0: real name is Frogman Clem. That's what I have him as in the notes.
3: Only um, real people are from the world nine four one. What the fuck does nine four one? You're
0: mean? as you're silently judging, this frog <laughs> creature is sitting on the ground looking at you, kind of like tilting its head awkwardly, like it's thinking.
3: Yo. Ribbit. Can I try petting it? Can I roll animal <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <Sure.
0: laughs> yeah. That's so
3: screwed up. <laughs>
0: yeah, you can. Oh yeah. What'd a you 20? get? A 20? A 20. <laughs> you go to, you go to pet it and whenever you do, it's just like <laughs> and it's like, it's like letting off a little chime and then it looks up at you. You know, I'm gonna- I'm gonna tell you the truth, this feels pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> kind of awkward, but you know what, if you want to do it, I'm not gonna stop you. Alright,
3: let's- I'm gonna back away now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. What- what's- what's wrong? Why'd you stop,
1: Ribbit? Uh, um, um, you know, uh... Theo, that sounds like my grandma! Yeah, Why that's what, what I was- My grandmother don't know, it sounds like your grandma too. Um,
3: do you smoke? How many cigarettes have you had? I haven't smoked since the war, Ribbit.
1: Oh, okay. What is this war everyone keeps talking about? Does <laughs> not
2: not
0: smoked since the war, it still does the damage! I've been, I've been, I've been trying to survive. I'm glad I found what? you, Harold. <laughs> and it like, what, what war? towards you on all fours. The, the gym wars, you don't, you don't remember, do you? Uh, no. It, it took my home world.
1: It, it took my version of you. And it just Well then why are you asking if I remember yes. I don't know that
3: I... Was everybody frogs there? <laughs> it
0: just it just looks at you. Yeah. It's a frog. Yeah, we were all frogs. So oh deal, I wonder like, if you would look like a frog. Oh wait, no, actually, <laughs> uh you weren't a frog. I don't know why. You can't be a frog. But you weren't <laughs> That's actually scram out of character for the listeners as well. In this realm, this realm Omen nine four one, the frog realm. Uh, this realm was destroyed by Superion, actually. Um, uh, whenever <laughs> the bad guy that you guys let free, it, it, he destroyed this entire dimension. Um, and in that dimension, you weren't a frog, but that can't, ex- that can't be, so you had to die. Yeah. Ribbit. Yeah. All right, <laughs> and I know you've been waiting, Theo. What would you like to do as Tugnock tackles Clem over into this reality again? Um... So, uh
2: don't you dare uh, say <laughs>
3: fireball. <laughs> nope, not fireball. Um. So basically, how we have the room right now, big hole right here. I'll grab the pointer. Big hole yep, right yep. here now, right?
0: Yes. Tug knots size hole. And tug
3: knots right here. Yep. All right, and this is kind of like a corner area. Sure. Yeah. 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 Kind of like. If I were to put a wall up right here Like, if I were to put a wall up mm-hmm. right here yeah,
0: It yeah, wouldn't that'd... be
3: too big of a deal
0: No, no, well, do you have something that can put a wall up?
3: <sighs> I cast fu- Wall of Fire <laughs>
0: oh, oh, okay, is that a <laughs> Spire Ball? Is yeah. that from your staff, or what is that? Yeah Oh, okay, how does it work? What do I do? Um. <clears throat> You create a wall of fire
3: on a solid surface within range, which is 120 feet. Mm -hmm. Um, It's
0: one foot thick,
3: so I feel like I can keep him in this corner with
0: 60 feet. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, He's going to be stuck in that Uh, corner. Yep. When the wall appears,
3: each creature within uh, its area must take a deck saving throw. Oh. On fail save, a creature takes 5d8 damage. Oh, shit. Or half as much... On a successful one uh, On what is, what's one side of the wall The select Selected by you When you cast the spell Deals 5 V8 fire damage To each creature That ends its turn Within 10 feet Of that side
0: What is the deck saving throw I'm supposed to make On that 16 Oh Okay okay uh, Well he fails <laughs> um, So yeah. He's getting roasted From this So oh. this is Yeah go ahead
3: I feel like that's with feet. 10-B because oh, I'm, I'm putting the wall up right I'm going to be there.
0: nice to Spencer and say that due to his uncanny dodge, I'm going to just let him avoid that. Okay, okay, yeah.
3: okay. Yeah.
2: It's also, I have to be on the side you choose. Yeah, so it. I'm
3: going to put it on the other side. <laughs> oh, good. So does that
2: include so, me?
0: No, because- You're not in the
2: dimension yet.
3: Yeah,
0: you're on- you're I thought I got channel.
2: pushed through the dimension. No, no,
0: he pushed you and at no. the portal. Um, it's so up to you to go through.
3: A creature takes the same damage when it enters the wall for the first time on the turn or ends its turn there. The other side of the wall deals no damage. So if he enters, I believe he takes damage. So he takes it also damage says when now. the wall
0: appears, each yeah. creature takes
1: within so its So I need
0: area. a 5d8 fire damage scram. 27? That's 27. 27 damage? Yep. <sighs> uh, let me do some quick math on my side. One second. <laughs>
2: Cutting off now, pork.
0: (laughs) Um, so, uh, Theo, as you're just, like, so fucking done with this pig guy, you just want to, like, quarantine him off in the corner, just stop him, basically. You throw up this massive wall of purple fire that kind of matches your Eldritch Blast abilities. And the flames of this thing, in a similar fashion to what happened to Charles... Start catching at the bottom of Tug Knot's like clothes, and very quickly, you guys all watch as Tug Knot goes up in these bright purple flames again. Thea, I was seeing if there was any extra flavor we could add on to this, but instead, I'm gonna do a final roll for Tug Knot. This is gonna have to be really fucking good, or else Tug Knot is uh pork, as I said, as Spencer said. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: too, too great, <laughs> fantastic. All right, so as you guys are kind of Awkwardly watching this tug just the the physical form of tug just kind of ceases to exist and at this point It's like a raging fire form that just crosses the fire line and this thing just kind of stumbles around the room And as he does he just like starts like collapsing against the wall And whenever he hits the wall the wall starts to turn back to normal as he's just like collapsed against it over here on the side So you guys can actually start to see what looks like the path that goes back down to the pantry that's starting to appear from this dimensional rip that took everything away last time. So it's like because of his death and him collapsing towards the walls, it's like things are slowly coming back in. Uh, Clem, I'm gonna do a thing where just you you see this. As you're kind of watching the final steps of this, like, dimensional door start to seal, you can see this other version of you on the other side, and she's looking back at you, and she's she's she looks proud, like the way she's looking back at you, and she kind of gives you a little nod. And this is obviously because you didn't fucking murder Tugnot. Um, whoa, whoa! But you mean not Spencer, murder. Oh, he's he's not right dead so yet. Weird, at the last murder, <laughs> at, sorry, at the last instant. Remy, go have your fun. Of this portal closing, Spencer. You see a human. Give me a perception before I tell you who this is. You see uh, a humanoid figure, lower down from the skies, behind all four of these- superiors. Nineteen. Nineteen, and Spencer, you're... You immediately get chills. You feel sick when you realize that on the other side of this dimensional portal, Superion has just landed on the other side of this portal. And he just looks there, and he's got his arms crossed, exactly how you saw him back when he was first freed from villas's tower. And he just casually looks between the dragonborn. And Spencer, you watch as they all kind of brace for combat and run at him. And the very first one and last thing you see as this portal closes is you see this version of Theo just swing a fist at Superion. Superion just grabs his face and says, I've been looking for you all for quite some time. And then just crushes that version of Theo's skull. And you see the... The blood, the guts, everything just burst out of his skull. And the portal closes.
2: Yeah, uh, so Tugnot is like dead, dead, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, Tugnot's dead, dead. Okay. And just so you guys know, Superion, uh, I think Rich. I've mentioned it before, but whenever you guys freed him, the Zonal Sorcerers, because he is so strong, what they did is they basically threw him back in time to keep him from the present era. So you guys have time to actually like prep to deal with him um and another thing they've done is they threw him into another dimension back in time hoping that that is able to you know stop him from getting back fast enough so what you guys have just seen is the the beginning of the end of that dimension so yeah and then that portal sears close and again spencer the room around you is now starting to go back to its normal state here Moving on, we have got the rest of the party has gotten drawn towards the center of the room and for some reason this little wand is just pointing at this table that was set up here in the room and effectively this room is almost back to its original state, but now it's not like the nice pristine house when everything started falling apart and going dimensional, now it's that version of the house but it's all burned, so it's like the fire continued raging even though you guys were out of it at the moment. And now you guys are in kind of in a way the burnt remains of this villa. And you guys are being drawn towards this central table here.
2: Mirror is still in the corner.
0: Mirror is still in the <laughs> corner. Yeah. Yeah. This it's it's,
1: okay. it's pointing is it is it pointing downwards upwards?
0: Yeah, yeah, it points down towards the floor. Oh, oh it's... No, I think it's under this rug. I pull the rug <laughs> away. What <laughs> is your passive perception, Thea? Passive is a 10. A 10, you rip the rug away and throw it off to the side and it's just a normal floor underneath the rug. Yeah.
3: It wasn't under I, the floor. Man, I, it's,
1: I'm, I'm going to kind of like, just kind of point around just a little bit, you know, It's like, kind of like around the room, see if like it lights up anymore. Kind of sure. like a black light trying to like, go through like someone's room. Yeah,
0: yeah, you bet. Give me a, give me a perception roll on that. You kind of poking around with this thing. Dirty 20 dirty 20 you very quickly come to realize that even though Theo has moved on from the floor There is definitely a latch sitting on the floor there that you can realize and you kind of oh Theo, watch out You almost tripped over that. <laughs> well, I thought it was a key ring I mean, I it's it's a pretty big key ring but I, I can see that I, Oh, let's... I got big keys
2: uh, does Clem notice that they just, like, disappear into the floor?
0: Yeah, yeah, you notice, you notice.
2: Uh, he's just kind of muttered to himself, saying, I don't get paid enough for this. Yeah. And then go back to Tug, sure. examining knot's body.
0: Uh, hey, what do you want to do with Tugnaught?
2: I just look more at the gauntlet that was on his hand.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Spencer, your passive perception's a 15, so you're yeah. inspecting this gauntlet, and it looks... I mean it looks like it could be weaponized. It's far too big for your hand. Um, but it's made out of some strange God. metal. Like I I can't give you a name for the metal because it's not from this dimension, obviously. But um, it's like a it could be a weaponized gauntlet from what you're looking at. And there is hmm. like a gem slot on it, but there is there's no gem on there. <laughs> Fucking guy does <doing laughs> a
3: gem in his gem slot while well, I have all these gems with gem.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, when Clun notices this missing ring, he's just going to look around the rest of his pockets and see if there's anything that would fit inside of the
0: Oh, like the, the gem hole. slot on there? Yeah. Do you have gems? What's your deal? I, I know some I didn't of you guys get have any gem. gem stuff. Well,
1: what gems? There's no gems. The Theo and
2: uh, Harold took all the gems. <laughs> what
1: gems?
0: Well, also, to be, be fair, you gem. took zero of the offered money. Somebody literally threw a platinum coin at you, and you did not catch it.
2: Yes, so because that's... of his house, it was a Calantine.
0: <laughs> oh, I guess that's a fair point. The guy that gave you guys this whole get the deliver these items to Thakai. You'll get there. Yep. You'll get there someday. Um, mm-hmm. and you you kind of thumb through and you kind of look through any of the items that you have, and it doesn't seem like anything you have would actually fit along into this gauntlet. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, I'm gonna like kind of like. I know my hand's like so much smaller than it, but I'm gonna try to like wear it.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. You, you're just gonna try yeah, to slip it. this gauntlet on? Yep. <laughs> Alright, um, interesting. Give me a constitution saving throw, Spencer. Uh... <laughs> T.O. Wait, you slip the gauntlet on and it, Whoa. it shrinks down to the size of your hand. It. So even though it was way too big initially, it it like auto automatically sizes down and fits perfectly onto your hand. And you can close and open your wrist, like your hand with no issue while wearing this gauntlet.
3: Can
2: I try to like, see if I can like take it off, but not fully take it off? Give me a strength check. (laughs) Uh, Strength adds a 22. 21.
0: 21. Spencer, it seems tough at first, but after a moment of pulling on this gauntlet, it comes off of your arm, so you're able to take it back off, and it stays the smaller size of yep. what it was but, on you. I'm just going to look at the very... Some more yeah, stuff. Please you don't. To... Don't. Stop. Are you, are you upset with yourself because you don't feel like your abilities were on display properly?
1: You
2: don't have to point it out.
0: Because let me just tell you,
1: that's an awesome Your performance axe. unsatisfactory.
2: Now he knows I how Duke feels like, acts like, that's that. what Clem's gonna say as he touches the mirror.
0: <laughs> whoa, what did whoa, he whoa, say? whoa, what? Spencer, Is what? You say?
2: this conversation, Clem's just gonna say, now he knows how Duke feels as he touches the mirror. Oh. I hate you so much, I hate you so much. <laughs> Spencer,
0: as you touch you the not... mirror, you see it like bursts out towards you. And a very strange-looking guy stumbles out of the mirror. This guy is a Goliath, so he's really fucking tall. And he's got, like, glowing tattoos that pull <laughs> up and down his body. And right now he's got, like, like a, like a workout mat, and he's got, like, headbands on, and he's got, like, a boombox strapped over his shoulder. And he just, like, steps through the portal, and he's just like... Da, 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 da. And he's, like, looks at you and just... him coach. What are... Um... Who, who are you guys? <laughs> it's like straightens up i I am Clem. uh and you and <laughs> just points at this root.
2: I'm not worth anything don't look at me
0: I uh, don't don't look at it like that you're great man you're great uh so hey listen nobody's touched this mirror right
2: mm, uh, that Congress <laughs> is
0: was that a no over there paladin guy that didn't say anything <laughs>
2: No one has touched the mirror. Oh,
0: thank I did. God.
2: Yes. Oh,
0: you touched the mirror? Yeah, Shush, I no, like, you didn't. I did. Oh, great. So that means you just got to experience the entire house burning and all that stuff, right?
2: Yeah. And and that pig's dead.
0: What pig? And he's gonna
2: like <laughs> th- th- thump, like thumb point to behind him where Tugnaw's in the corner.
0: And Calness is going to the guy that came out of the portal. His name's Calness here. He's going to kind of for a moment be in awe and look at that. He's like, that, that didn't come from this dimension. Are you are you but saying killed that thing? Yeah,
2: it turns out if you stab it enough. So, he did it. He did all shit. it.
0: And Calmus is Ooh. gonna like walk back and he taps on the mirror, and a moment or two later. Let me get this. Little, let me get this.
2: Another one of them comes no, out. No, 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 not a second version of him. There's only one
0: of this guy. Um, he goes back and taps on the mirror, and he's like, sticks his head through, and he's like, <laughs> and then pulls his head back through to you guys. He's like, oh man, the kid's gonna love this shit. <laughs> and then a, a second or two later, this little kid comes walking out of the portal, and he's got like a little notebook in his hands, and he just like looks back and forth at you, and he's like, um. You're group right? Sure. Good, good. Um, so that would make uh, that makes you Clem, right?
2: Which one are you pointing to?
0: Uh, he's pointing to this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
0: maybe he's just gonna nod. Uh, no, you, you get this kid. They touch the mirror, and the kid's like. Th- they touched the mirror. Are you serious? <laughs> these two are just fucking walking along in a tunnel. Um, he's like, yeah, they they did it. And these two go back and forth bickering about why did you let them touch the mirror? I didn't let them touch the mirror. They just Can did it. I touch it. the mirror again? <laughs> sure. You go in and you, you touch the mirror, Spencer. And as you touch the mirror, the exact first scenario when you got to this house, of the house rebuilding itself around you and everything. Sorry, I had to swallow there. Um... <laughs> The whole thing starts to play out again and it ends with the massive chandelier just like last time hanging down and from around the corner, you hear somebody say Is anyone there? H- have you seen my husband? We- we're running late and then Calmus just slaps his hand against his forehead and He's like no no <laughs> no stop. Why did you touch the mirror? Why did you do this and he's going to like wave a out, hand did. away and when he does that the illusion of this house completely falls apart and he, like, dissipates the house, and Harold and Theo, you guys were probably, like, a good 15 minutes ahead of the party at this point. Like, you had just emerged from the the tunnel. You come out on this sand dune, you have to push all the sand away. You get out, you turn around, and you can still see the villa. It looks burned, but it's still standing. Like, there's obviously a villa. The neighborhood that you saw last time is still there. And then a moment later, it's like everything gets wiped away, and you guys are standing in the desert. The villa's not there anymore. But the party is standing in front of a massive, bulky guy in, like, workout gear, in a child. And they're just in the middle of a conversation.
1: So, like, we, we see them in front of us?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you guys were— At one moment, you were looking back at the villa and everything. The next, the landscape's still a desert. Still in the desert and everything.
2: Um, I'm guessing the Desert Storm's passed. Oh, yeah, right?
0: Desert Storm Ugh. is gone.
3: Oh, Theo, is this one of those weird dimension barrier things again? Yeah, I think so. What's a dimension barrier?
1: <laughs> I don't- I- uh, sorry, I-, I don't know. Those were just like, <laughs> they just came to me. Like... Oof. You know that weird glowy thing when we were in that room? That thing.
0: At this moment, you guys are all- we'll say you guys are facing south. And Kalanis is just like, well, um... I'm gonna be honest with you guys, uh... All that shit went down because I lost this mirror like 20 years ago. So, um... I'll tell you what. You guys go on your way. You guys are going to Thay Kai, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you, just, you just go on your way. Uh, I'll take care of this mirror. Um, Don't, if anybody ever comes and talks to you about a guy named the Interdimensional King Kalnus, you never met him, all right? You never met him. I'm not, th- I'm not him.
2: If you can answer my question.
0: Uh, he just looks at the child and he's like, do I have to answer this? And the child just nods. He's like, uh, yeah, sure. What's your question?
2: What's this? And I raise the hand with the gauntlet, like, with the gem socket pointing towards him.
0: He looks back at the kid. Kid just shrugs. He looks back at you. I don't know. It looks like a gauntlet.
2: Mm, okay. He's gonna start walking east.
0: Um, actually, just turn (coughs) turn around. And, um, are you all turning around, or are any of you continuing to watch him?
2: I'm watching him.
0: Alright. So he just kind of gives you a wink and just says, You're gonna do great. And then just says, get that monkey. (laughs) and then just disappears into the mirror along with the the little child that's taking notes. And then you see one of his hands come back through the mirror, like it it comes through the surface of the mirror and then he just puts his hand against the outside surface of the mirror and pulls it in on itself until the mirror just vanishes in the (laughs) sands. And as you all begin to turn around to your amazement, even though this place was like two full days of trekking away, in front of you guys are the giant gates of Fae Kai, the place you guys have been trying to get for days. You guys are finally here.
1: I I think we need to drink more water. That was some pretty heavy heat stroke we had. Do you see how bloody these guys are, Theo? Like, uh,
3: Yeah, I know. I know the desert storms. Can I be think like they should take rough. out our path because we are unhurt. We are perfectly fine and <laughs> they all look so beat
0: up. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like I know the desert storm can do some damage, but like man, yeah. like
2: we're just gonna evil eye short towards them.
0: Sure, sure. And at the and moment, <laughs> the frog version of Clem is not liking that he is out in the middle of a desert. He's like very quickly like nervously moving back and forth. Like water. Water. And the bandit is very afraid of this frogman. He's like, oh, what the hell is that thing? Just runs away off into the desert a little bit and gives it some space. Frog I'm just bandit. gonna
2: say underneath my breath, left the javelin in the other dimension.
0: <laughs> oh, did you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh Well, you're in luck. They've got good weaponsmiths here in Thakai, and I think you have money. I'm not sure. But yes, yeah, so at the moment, you guys have been, a- been transported through the magic of that villa. To the pearly gates of Thakai, the mission that you guys were sent on. Now, how long it's been, and all that, is a question that's still up in the air. But I will—I'll uh, give you guys. Are we the... coming out at
2: daytime or nighttime?
0: Yeah, we'll see. It's like early morning, so like the sun is okay. coming up. It sense how far away my golem is. It's, that's just a natural thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's closer this time, it's like even though it was really far away when you were in the house Now it's a lot closer and you can tell it's getting closer by the second So it's actively moving its way towards you now that you're like back in the dimension
2: I'm gonna give it a simple command of grab everything that's moving and bring it to us?
0: Like all the other things there
2: Yes, well, the, we have the one person turnkey merchants the only one that's left there. Yeah. Yes yeah. but I'm i really hope he just comes up with like the turnkey merchant and like some other <laughs> something else
0: <laughs> yeah sure, sure grabs
2: and goes
0: sure so next campaign your uh your golden will show up by the way um but as of right now you guys are just outside the gates of fake high for a moment it's you guys are kind of awestruck and this place is beautiful so let me get here real fast a lot of thekai. Oh my gosh, guys. This is so beautiful. <laughs> exactly. It's made These out of bleached squares. white stone. So in the middle of the desert, this place really pops. And like there's small gold engravings that flow down from the top of the walls. This place looks really nice. And at the very top of the wall, you can notice small little bumps of people's heads moving around up there. All right. So as you're moving in towards like the entrance of this place, you hear a like a... What is it called? Um, you know, a horn. You hear a horn. Bam, bam, and then one of the small little entrances um, on this front door here opens up and a very familiar person just casually walks out the front door of this place. And standing in front of you guys is Arnemis, who is Clem's contact that kind of sent you guys to go to this gala, get the geode and all that. And she's Yo, just standing Arnie. Here. Clem's just gonna wave. Oh, great. What's up, Theo? Oh come on, it, come in for a hug. Uh, I don't, I don't want to give a fuck. I five hug five. her. She's not resisting. She'll give you a hug back. Th- there, are you happy? Yes. Look, you, you guys are kind of running late. Like the gal is tomorrow. Well, um,
3: I fought a space pig. We got what stuck you, looking at a mirror.
0: What do you mean? Did you guys it's not pay the fare to get across the Taran Desert?
3: There's a fair?
0: She's going to look over at this guy next to her. Beside her is a shorter dwarven-looking man. He's got white hair, as he does on the tile there. He's got sort of a barkeeper, like a a vest, and then longer sleeves on the side. And he's just standing there with his hair kind of in a mess. And he's just like, You didn't hear about the fair.
3: No, is there like like, uh, circus wheels and stuff?
0: No, no, no. You know what? The trouble you've come through to get here, I'll I'll pay your ride back to Tital. That's that's where oh, you're coming. Oh, we're
3: going back. Okay. I mean,
0: I figured it's a fetch quest, right? <laughs> no, no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. Oh,
3: oh, not right now. Oh, no, okay, no, not yet.
0: Okay, okay. Now look, I've been um, and he looks over at Artemis, and Artemis gives him a nod. He's like, I I was told that you had a uh, an item for me. Is that right? My my friend back in Tital, um, Cassidius. is that's his name. He. He said he sent some items with some adventurers. Is that is that you oh, guys?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got two items for you right here.
0: Oh, great! Wait, two? What do you mean? And which items are you presenting him?
3: I'm presenting him the gold rings that are in the box. Yeah, the three in the partition box. And bonds. the lapis giraffe.
0: Hmm. He's going to take the lapis giraffe. And he's like, this, this, this is amazing. You, you'll have to tell Cassidius whenever you get back, there that this is much appreciated. Um. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, but I you're, don't you're welcome. I don't know what this box
3: is for. I'm sorry. Okay, then it must be for somebody else. I tuck it back away.
0: I, I guess l- now look, I I didn't expect you guys to have such troubles getting here. I was told it was going to be like a two-day, two-three-day trip. Um but you guys look like you've ha- gone through hell. Duke is completely just untouched. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of you are completely untouched while others of you have your armor scratched and all that stuff. And, um, <laughs> Blood in the background, Frogman Clem is just climbing up the wall of this place to get inside while you're all talking. Um, guards are not aware of him at the moment. Uh, <laughs> and Silas is like, now, look, I... And he, he wrings his hands together and he says, I... I've been friends with Arnimus here for a while. Now... She told me you were all trying to go to the gala. Is that is yep. that right? Yep. Yep. Now, yep. I, um, the gala is guarded, and you you must be invited. So I'm not yeah. sure what your plan is on that front. Do you have a plan? Oh, uh, um, yes. Has, you know has he, he
3: noticed me, Sean?
0: We'll say no. Why?
3: Can I
2: pop up next to him?
0: <laughs> sure.
3: Sure. Um, Who gives out invitations?
0: Uh, Silas here. Oh, shit. Where did that thing come from? Oh, sorry. I haven't been scared like that in a while. Since my adventuring days. And he just straightens out his suit. He's like, Well, typically the mayor would give you an invitation to the gala. And he just strokes his long mustache. But... And he just kind of looks at Artemis and he says, Arnie here has told me on the down low, you guys are doing a, you know, getting the geode for her. Is that right? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Good, good. I Exactly. Um, well, I owe her father a favor, so h- here. And he's going to hold out, like, four gala tickets for you guys. Yoink. No. I say Why, that. thank you. Those should get you past it. the guards at the front door, but... You're not going to be able to go in how you're dressed now. This is a black tie, whatever that is, tie event. No, you're going to have to what? get some finer clothes.
1: Okay. Harold's going to whisper to Theo, hey, what's
3: a tie? I think it's Spence. when you take a rope and you like make a knot.
0: Spencer, oh, well, they're like, going back and around your back. neck, right? What the hell a yeah, black around
3: tie your is? neck?
0: Herald, or uh, Gotta Clem. make sure you loop it. You get pulled off to yep. the side by Arnimus here and she says Clem, got another job for you. There's a there's a guy here in town. He just arrived. He's he's gonna be at that gala. He's got someone there he wants taken out. You think this is something you could do?
2: Mm, depends on pay.
0: Oh, he can pay. Name your price.
2: He's just gonna think.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's see. You get the job done, and then tell us what the price is. Okay. Whatever the price, he'll pay. Trust me. He's interested in your skills. You, I'm just uh, gonna to point to me
2: as looking back to the other back to the others.
0: Yeah, yes, you. Yes, you. Hmm. Now, the others they they're fine and dandy. They should give you enough cover at the gala. Now, the target you're going for is actually going to be in a secret auction beneath the gala. Okay. That is Uh, where... And she kind of hands you a small little fold of paper. And on the paper is the name Agatha Torsmeyer. I can send you the name here afterwards. Okay. But (laughs) she basically gives you the name of a person at this event um, that... You have been contracted by a mysterious man to assassinate basically. Now, I okay. don't know how much of your, you know, your gigs you've told your your friends about here. So, just just be careful if you tell them if you don't. Just don't let those idiots get in the way of the kill.
3: <laughs> get in the way.
0: <laughs> Yo,
3: I've kill- killed I've <laughs> killed <laughs> More things than Clem You are supposed someplace.
0: to be a good guy You've killed bad things, not innocent nobles No, I am not
3: good, I am neutral mm. Yeah, we're all neutral Definitely
0: yeah. a difference though Between Clem <laughs> willing to murder people And Theo attacking to save his life Sort of thing, yeah
3: It's not to save my life if we get, if they get in my way <laughs>
0: Oh, great, okay Well then I might have to change my my perception of him
3: Yeah
2: <laughs> okay, uh, Clem's just gonna accept it As he pets his cat from his hood <laughs>
0: Good, good. I'm glad to hear this. I'll have to relay to the to the buyer that you've accepted. Okay. A- and again, um,
1: how far away? And is anyone else hearing the conversation? Actually.
0: Um, I know that I started this whenever you and Theo were going back and forth, um, arguing so about what a black didn't tie show. and all that sort of stuff is. Yeah. So that's kind of the reason is she's trying to be discreet about it here. Uh, if you okay. want, you can try and do a perception, but it's gonna have to be a high, high roll.
1: That's okay, I got a 7. Plus 5, so yeah, 12. 12.
0: Nope, I was gonna make that be a 16 to be able to hear it, so... Um, <laughs> you you try to listen, like, you even, like, tune your ear over there, and Artemis I'm immediately wild. detects oh. that you're trying to, like, eavesdrop. And so Artemis just kind of hand signals to clam, thieves can. And then I... I know this is, like, a written thing, but I'm also, in my world, just... It's a fucking... It's a language, too. So you yeah, two no effectively, <laughs> sn- like switch into your different language and start talking back and forth about it for the rest of the details. But again, this lady, her name's Agatha. She is a older noble lady that lives in Tital. She's going to be at the illegal auction beneath the legal gala. So you guys were Uh, invited. Do we
2: know her race? Does Artemis know her race?
0: Yeah, sure. Well, on there, it says that she's an older elf. So she's a couple hundred years old, you know, more than a couple, but you know, Older Yeah And then uh, she kind of finishes up with that She's very happy by the way That you have accepted this mission Because last time you guys talked Back in T-Town you, you effectively blew her off So she One of her traits by the way Is that she wants approval from you So she is very happy to hear That you're like taking this deal Not throwing a fit or anything like that She's she's good So she's like I, Thanks Clem Thanks Doing me yeah. a solid with this and then she's just, He's going just gonna go give like, her a thumbs up. Just gonna move back over here to Silas. And Silas is like, and that's when I was brave enough to slay the bosslin. Uh, oh, hi Arnie. Are you done already over there? That's a that was quick. What'd you guys talk about? What what did who talk about? You you, you and Clem. Oh, we had to discuss the pay rate for his frog version. And she points up at the wall of the frog clem. <laughs> Who got halfway up the wall, and he's exhausted from how dry it is. So he's, like, perched on the wall, just trying to recuperate. Insight check. Sure. 26. (laughs) You can tell that she is not telling the truth about that. It's a very flimsy excuse she put together. I don't believe you. Look, fine, I lied. But unless he tells you, I don't think I'm going to be the one to burst this bubble. Look, just do your job get me the geode
3: sounds important
0: and then Wait, we're is the
3: geode at the gala or at, at yeah, something else yeah
0: the geodes at the gala yes
3: okay yeah okay. so you're sounds good. good you're good sounds good yeah
0: okay. yeah so enjoy make sure you get new clothes by the way
3: all right so can we like go
0: inside now or what? oh yeah no by all means <laughs> by all means so silas here right. kind of gives you guys all a passing nod and again thanks you guys for finally bringing him that giraffe and everything scram you can get rid of that on your character sheet finally <laughs> you guys all are going to be crossing over into the entrance of Thekai. kai now Thekai kai is an oh. it's a unique place given that it's out in the middle of the desert i'll have a new map for this next time But Thaikai is like an oasis in the desert. So even though it's surrounded on all sides by like three days worth of desert, inside the walls of this place, the air is cooler. There's trees, there's grass, there's running water. Um, It's, you know, it's not a full modern city, but it's way more advanced than like T-Tal even, for example. Um, And as you walk in, I'm not going to put down all these tiles and everything because we'll wrap up here in a second, just as you guys pop into the city. Um... But as you guys get in here, there are tons and tons of merchants, they have different colored booths, there's different houses of varying sizes, some are probably three or four stories tall, which is like only seen in wizard towers before for you guys, and they've got those things dotted all over the city. And so I'll give you guys a couple things um, whenever you walk in. So almost immediately near the end of the road, this main entrance you are on at the far end You can see what looks like the gala so it's a gigantic nice white building it's got huge trees on the outside of it that are growing out over it's like its roof and everything so you're able to very quickly put together via a bunch of statues outside of it that it is probably the gala so you've got that i think the gala is right there yeah so it's not too far away from you guys so right away from walking into the entrance you guys you guys know where the gala is so you're good on that front and then there are a couple other places in this city, but I'm going to kind of let you guys find them if you want to. So there's there's things to find yeah. here if you want to investigate the city. Okay. okay.
3: Okay. So We can do that all Later, time. though, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I will let you guys do your wrap-up here. I know it's a little bit earlier than only 10 minutes. We're good. Um, so if there's any final things you guys want to do here, now is the time. No,
2: nah, myself can... Wait until next week.
3: Yo, okay. can I try to see if I can do anything with my gauntlets?
0: Um, with, your, with my, rib your sh- my did bracelets? Did I send you that? I never sent you that. What an idiot. I'm so sorry. I I took a picture God, of your gauntlets at the start of this campaign. I never sent you a picture. Yeah.
3: Hey, let me I don't you. even know what my gauntlets hey. look like, but they're on my wrists. What the fuck?
0: They're not gauntlets, but I know what you mean. I,
3: uh, wrists. Uh, bracelets. Bracelets.
0: <your> <throat> Let me The wristier. Rings. I don't know what my bracelets look like, but they're on my wrists. Sure, sure. So next Thank time you. you can you can do them now if you want to, but next time you will for sure. You have the emerald shackles. I'll make sure I get them on your character sheet. These are the two golden bracelets. One of them was on Tamar. One of them was on you that you found. And yep. these items, out of character, they came from the skies. Basically, the ten rings from Marvel. Um, yeah. and if you have both of them you get plus 2 to your strength so you make sure whenever I add this item that you attune it scram I think you can have up to like 3 items or something like that mm-hmm. um, yeah. but that'll boost your strength up by 2 up to 25 and then there's some bonuses where if you die whenever you have the bracelets there's some bonuses as well so. alright anyone else you have knows. anything else you want to do here at the end I know Clem you said you're good to wait Theo we got you I'm
1: good I think that's some of my character for this time. Yeah, good, good. I'm
2: just gonna wait out in the, out in the front gate till the golem arrives.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that. Oh, be oh there. crap, did, did we forget to
0: let him know we're going inside again? <laughs> uh, oh, don't don't worry, I'll I'll remind him And silence so just gonna go off, and that's where I'm gonna stop the recording for that. Hey everyone, Sean here for one final little annoyance. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure that you follow the podcast for one make sure that you share it for two. And if you don't have anyone to share it with, there is technically a third step you could do of get friends, but I'm going to skip that step personally. And if you guys want to skip that, feel free to join me. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week.